enter a nexus of science, violence, and nonsense, where fake news, pseudoscience, and weaponized stupidity meet full-contact fact-checking and peer-reviewed ass-kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at Bullshito Headquarters in Austin, Texas, this is the Art of Fighting BS Podcast. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Chocolate lines up planetarily with the sun. Chocolate is an octave of sun energy. Brain chips in the trips. They get the trips. Special vaccines that are really nanotech that already re-engineer their brains. What, what are you gonna do? Excuse me, sir. I don't want any trouble. Sure, on some planet, your style is quite impressive, but your weak link is this is Earth. Hey, well, I get to learn karate. Karate, the Dane Cook of martial arts. No. We do not need that many vaccines. What does the scouter say about his power level? It's over nine thousand. We have a saying back home that if you're coming on. Come on. Keep the yoga mat out of your mouth and on the floor. You know friends and family that eat yoga mat? Oh, in the parking lot. Are we fucking on the phone? Get him a body bag! Yeah! Alright. <laughs> Beep. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Fighting BS podcast. This is Frost. And since you guys have been asking for it, we're going to change things up a little bit this week. We have a short conversation on the topic of martial arts between Michael McDonald and Sam Fields. You probably know both of them from the forums. Uh, Mike McDonald is otherwise known as Omega. And then we have Battlefields. And both of them are longtime martial artists. Mike actually runs a school out of Santa Barbara, California. And he's been involved with MMA since, well, since God was a boy, way back in the day. And there's, there's actually some great videos of him getting punched in the face all over YouTube, so check that out. Anyway, it's a short conversation, it's a brief podcast, so it's totally, you can fit it in when you're doing your, your little ridiculous cardio that you do, uh, instead of actually training and doing something. I'm going to stop talking, here you go, bye. Well, probably back. Well, I, show my attendance. In, in, in about 2015, 2016, I actually started, um, I, I, I told, I had enough coaches at, at my gym where I'm just like, you guys take over. I'm not, I'm not going to run the business for a while. You guys, you guys do this. I'm going to go out and, and review other um, schools out there. And it was, uh, huh? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, it was, there was some good and bad out of that. It, the, the. Like me and me and one of my guys went down to a uh, went went down to a, a city a few miles from here, and uh, he's a purple belt un- underneath me, and um, he starts training there, and I start training there, and I go, what belt would you like me to wear? And they go, your white belt. I'm like, sure, sure, not a problem. I'll I'll I'll, I'll wear my white belt. And uh, then the uh, the instructor on the floor uh, looked at him and goes, what belt are you? And he goes, purple belt. And he wore his purple belt. He got to wear his purple belt. No way. <laughs> and he's busting up laughing, pointing at me. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what to say. Um, but yeah, they, they had the, they had, you know, they had the card. They, they, you know, they'd walk on there with a, with the three by five cards. And I guess signs said, said that, that you were there. And this is supposed to be a modern gym. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm like, is this uh, uh, um, a weird tradition in, in Brazil that you have to have these three by five cards? Or uh, something like that. So, 
Uh, I don't know. That, that, that was so, some very interesting times. So was that, um, so the, I saw, forget, forget who it was. It could have been Hannah. Um, it was someone. And they, they said that they won't let anyone wear a black belt from another lineage. Just, who's, I saw that on, I can't this? actually, don't quote me on Hannah at all. Uh, I might look it up, but, um, yeah, it, someone someone said that they will not uh, will not let someone from another lineage uh, wear wear a black belt in their school. Mm. Was, just trying to trying to see if my Google Foo is any good. Uh, uh, yeah. Whereabouts are you? I'm in Santa Barbara, California. Okay, California. Yeah, okay. Um, does it get cold there? <laughs> Um, do you can oh, so I'm trying to, you guys use Celsius over there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how to convert this to, to, to Celsius, but, uh, cold here is about 50 degrees. 50? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, this morning it was 48 here, and okay. I am rubbed up, like 48 um, Fahrenheit, and I am rubbed up like nothing else. It's bloody freezing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, that... Yeah, normally in, in this city, the average temperature is 70 degrees, almost year-round. So, yeah, I'm right. spoiled. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Uh, oh, so it was Cron Gracie. Okay. Cron? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cron? Uh, that's unusual. I mean, look, I'm just looking on... Um, BJEE, uh, BJJEE. I don't know what that stands for, but um, uh, yeah, I'm just looking on that. Eastern thing. Europe? Maybe, yeah. But, uh, that was from 2017. Anyway, it was just it, it was just interesting to me because you were talking about uh, <laughs> you had to go back to white belt. So did you just towel I've, up? I've, like, <laughs> I've been to three schools with, that told me, uh, yeah, wear a white belt, and I'm like, oh, not not a problem. Um, but the, the next time I visit them, they're like, now nah, go ahead and wear your black belt. I'm like, jeez, make up your mind. I, I, I don't have an ego to my belt. Uh, I'm like, uh, either I can do the technique or I can't do the technique. Uh, somebody comes into my gym, they, you know, wear whatever belt that you, uh, you, uh, want, but the skill set's going to come out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bloody yeah. Well, it's like, um, so, uh, a friend of mine, Mal, he, um, he actually was coach for, you know, Beck Rawlings, um. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I've been training with him for quite a while. He's, he's just got that real, like, real old man strength. Like, he's a, he's a great wrestler, and he was a great wrestler when he, when he rocked up. We don't have many wrestlers over here. I mean, it's Australia. It's, it's a Muay Thai, um, you know, it's a Muay Thai culture. Uh, well, it was when I was growing up, anyway. And um, so, you know, the whole wrestling thing wasn't so big. But he, just, I remember he walked in and I was like, sweet, uh, older blokes, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I think I was four stripe white at the time. I was like, yeah, sweet, I'm, I'm on point, I'm ready to, ready to roll. And he just steamrolled me. And I was like, ah, shit. But, um, <laughs> I, I reckon he, 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 he went up through the ranks so quickly. So he was obviously like, uh, you know, sort of, Blue to purple belt level at that time. So, 
there. But that was fun, just getting absolutely tailed up. You know, because I was being at the top of the white belt, you, mm-hmm. you think you sort of you're about, you're a lot further along than you actually are. And then someone comes along and's like, "Yeah, I'll just put this on." Or a judo black belt. We had a judo black belt come in quite often, and um, and like he just do, you know, put you straight into Kesa, and and then suck the wind or, out of you. Or he'd, yeah, or he throw some like really ultra fast armbar on, and you just you know like. Hey, I'm trying to play a strategic game here. <laughs> <You're> like, bang! <laughs> I remember those so, days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a long, long time ago now for you. <laughs> and when did you start? 1978. Wow, I wasn't even born. And I've got more grey hair than you, Jesus. <laughs> it's the Filipino blood. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. I got, I got a few grey hairs somewhere, but yeah, it's like, hmm. I, I, I'm. I'm I'm not going to age great. I'm 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 denying my age. Um, but yeah, even some of the guys at the gym, they they always wanted to roll with me. I said, guys, I'm not as young as I I, I used to be. I'll you know I'll pick yeah. and, pick and choose the time. I'm not trying to duck you or anything like that. But some of you guys um, don't understand. They go, well, you're you're what late thirties? I'm like, actually, that, <laughs> that just happened. Uh, you know who? Uh, um, God, why am I? Um, not George Masvidal. I just took a, 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 a clinic with him. Um, he was the he was the jujitsu coach for Rich Franklin, and he fought in the UFC for a while. And as and for uh, a oh G- George Gergel. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, he wasn't the one doing the clinic, but he was there with. Um, also another another UFC fighter, and we were just we were talking with my partner, and I go, wait a minute, headbutts are still illegal, right? And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, headbutts are uh, are illegal. I go, yeah, I know. I I was uh, fighting, and literally they just came up with the unified rules, and they just took out headbutts. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. And he like walks away, and then he comes back, and goes, wait a minute. How old are you? <laughs> and I go, and I, and I lied a little bit. I said, you know, because I'm turning 50 this year. And I was like, uh, I'm 50. And uh, he yeah. goes, oh, my God. So he grabs Gergel and goes, dude, guess how old this guy is? And he goes, oh, he's got to be old, you know, because you, you said so. So I'm going to say 42. And I, you know, I went, and he goes, 44. I'm like, he goes, 47. I went, he goes, no, no, he's like going up and down, no, you're my hero, I want to be you. And I was like, genetics, dude, you just got to have genetics. <laughs> well, uh, I went to a um, Pedro Sawyer uh, seminar. Oh, I've met yeah. him a few times, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, yeah, he is, he's like a real chill bloke, and um, I got along really well with him. I, I'm, um, it was actually pretty cool, because a friend, a friend of mine, uh, his name's Carlos Pizano, um, and he's he's Brazilian, and he's got a school probably about thirty minutes away from us. Uh, and he's like he's a, a fourth degree black, but Pedro was saying about him was that he was at Gracie Humata, like he was a black belt when Pedro rocked up. Oh, so yeah, so he's like, but he he. Sort of left. He, he didn't do jujitsu for a while, 
and that's why he didn't sort of level up. Mm. But it, it was like it was a full trip, you know, hearing Pedro talk about him. Like, yeah, this guy was my, you know, was was my friend, you know, and, and was the guy that I looked up to when I was when, when I came. So that was really cool, but because uh, it sort of showed just how. I mean, there's there's photos of Carlos with um uh, with Elio and um and you know some pretty pretty cool history behind it. Um, but there was a, a bloke, what's his name, from Melbourne, uh, a black belt from Melbourne who was travelling around with, with, with him because he's like, look, he's at that age now where, you know, yes, he can tear you up, but like you were saying before, it's like some of these young bucks are like, they're going to go at you, you know? And he's like, so I just come along so that if anyone does go at him, then we can go at him afterwards. <laughs> So, yeah, I suppose that's one of the um, one of the pitfalls of being uh, of being so high up is that you that you're always going to have that target on your back. Yeah, basically, um, I only roll with the like the higher highest guys in the in the gym, and I keep trying to. Yeah. The white belts are like, why don't you roll with us? This is because white belts are the most dangerous creatures <laughs> in the, in the gym. It's as simple as that. You guys, you guys don't know how to control yourself, and it's. This one kid, he's uh he's 18 years old, and he uh he actually challenged me, and I said, and I like looked at the 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 higher guys and they go, we, we'll take care of this coach, and uh, they 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 rolled with them, um, and that Saturday I'm the, I'm like, nobody else is here, I want to let you know, you are literally the most dangerous. I'm probably going to get injured rolling with you, so we start in. And not more than 15 seconds into the uh, in, in, into the roll, he spazzes, headbutts me, and I'm like, <laughs> and it, I I I literally this cheek right here was like was aching for the next 10 days, and I'm just like, yeah, I I told you, and you need me in the groin three times, and he goes, you didn't say anything. I said, I've been need there too many times, dude. I don't feel anything anymore. You 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 elbowed me in the throat. You need me in the you need me in the groin. You headbutted me. They're like, but but you're not injured. I said I'm just I just I got a poker face and it's it's like I've already been I've been through this. I just don't want to go through it. But sure sure, spazzy white belts. Yeah, no. and he and he was probably going 150 percent, and you were going 10. Yeah, he goes. I'm tired. I'm tired. I said. You notice I'm not even breathing. He goes, well, you're in good shape. <laughs> no, I'm not in good shape. <laughs> okay, I'm just, I'm just not trying. <laughs> well, he doesn't even realize that as soon as he hits 25, that's the, that's where the, where you actually have to start working to keep any kind of shape going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember <laughs> those days too. I, I, I got spoiled. I, I turned, uh, I turned professional at the age of 22, and I yeah. had a few kickboxing matches, but. I was spoiled uh, until I, I you, literally at the at the age of twenty five. I'm just like, hey, wait a minute! I don't have the endurance that I uh, I did before. I'm not actually going to have to work out to keep the endurance. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I I had like obviously nowhere near your experience, but like my first amateur or my only amateur, I want to say first, it's my only amateur was um what thirty three, and um. Far out, I had to work like work really hard for that. And you know, prior to that, though, I mean, when I was younger, it was like 
uh, I could act. Well, I don't know. Uh, like oh, did you say you took the first first fight at thirty three? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. Yeah. Um. Like prior to that, uh, yeah. I mean, I like didn't have any fights or anything official or anything like that. Um. It's funny because uh, there was something that you said, and you I bet you don't even remember it, or you probably have said it to, I think I've said it to a number of different different people on Bushido now, but um, when I first got there, I, I, I remember being like, because I'd been training Jiu-Jitsu, not Jiu-Jitsu, um, Taekwondo and Hapkido for like two uh, a year and a half, two years by the time I got there. But I've done all this other stuff prior, right? So when, when I got to Bushido, like I'd worked at Australia's most violent pub. I'd, you know, um, I just thought I was King Dingley, you know what I mean? And when I got to Bushido, I was like, I, I remember writing all these nonsense stories. I, sometimes I look back on them now and I just think, Fucking hell! Like, what are you? What are you writing? Someone like uh, one of them was a fucking um, like an absolute fantasy novel. Like, uh, and I, I, I have no bones that I like that I it was a fantasy, but I ended up getting in a. Um, I ended up challenging someone. It wasn't you, but I ended up challenging <laughs> someone. <laughs> and uh, and you you just said something simple along the lines of, "Hey, you know where you are." If you if you're gonna make that challenge, you you better you better be prepared. And I was like, well, I kind of didn't know where I was. <laughs> I was just sort of thinking. I, literally, I discovered the internet. Uh, so you're talking about being you know uh, technologically devoid at the moment. Um, well, when I so it would have been 2008. I started working for a um, for an insurance broker. And I was just on the computer all the time. And for the first time ever, I had access to the internet. And prior to that, I hated computers, hated them with a passion. So it was like never touched them. And then a mate came to uh, came to work one day with a iPhone three, I think it was, and it just changed my life because it meant that it meant that I could get music on it, which then meant that I could explore the internet wherever I was. And that's where, like, literally from 10, 10 years ago, if you had said you're going to be running a digital marketing agency, I would have laughed at you. Um, but now it's like that's that's something that I started doing. And, yeah, and you said, uh, you literally said this thing to me, and I was like, no, I better go and read up on what he's talking about uh, at Bullshito. So started reading, and that was where I was like, Holy crap! I was on the right path when I was, you know, when I was a, before I even turned eighteen. So I was training Muay Thai regularly. Um, I started out in judo. Like I, I still kick myself when I think, you know, my parents put me in judo when I was like seven, and I loved it, but it wasn't Bruce Lee. You know what I mean? Oh it yeah, no, I, have, judo was my first art. So, yeah, okay. um, well, exact same I, thing. I wish, I wish I had stuck with it, like I really do. Um, but the thing about the, the thing about it was, I, I didn't break a bone and I, until I was like 
And I think a lot of that was just due to learning how to fall, mm-hmm. like doing all the break falls and everything. But you know, going through all, um, going through <clears throat> all that, like I could put on muscle, like no, no one's business. I was a prop forward for rugby, so I was just like 110 kilos and just absolutely rock solid. You know, not cut, but rock solid. So, uh, like, I also drew a lot of. Uh, drew a lot of attention when I started going out, um, as you can as you can probably imagine. And, um, well, you're and a big guy, was, so I, I've seen pictures yeah, exactly. of you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, and 110 kilos back then, and I was all, I also probably I didn't wear glasses, so I did this a lot because it meant that I could I was trying to see in, and um, and that doesn't help when you're out, out on the town, you know, and someone sees you doing that to them. No, they when think you're, you're mad, doctor. Yeah, you're just trying to figure out who they are, and they're, they're thinking that you're trying to clock them. So, you know, to end up end up getting in probably a, a few too many altercations. And I mean, back then, it was, it was classic, because that, to me, was, um, you know, I, I just, I just always thought that you know, my size and that kind of thing would, would fix me, you know, would, would, would keep me safe. And it did for the most part. I mean, I really, uh, any altercation I did get in, I, I got out of it, you know. Um, but I, I wouldn't, like, I look back on that now, knowing what I know now, and just think, man, you didn't know shit. <laughs> like, you, you thought you knew something, and, yeah, you didn't know anything. So... You know, funnily yeah, I, enough, I really, you, I, you found Bullshito at, at, at the same age I found Bullshito. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, I had... Well, I, I do... I, I credit Bullshito and I credit you with getting me onto, onto like, a, uh, a, like a, um, a live... into a live martial arts again. And, um, and also, B, uh, you know... Learning how to properly shit talk without challenging people. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing is, is that you can find live training in any art. It just, they just have to be realistic about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, like uh, people are surprised. I have an MMA gym, and mm-hmm. I allow Aikido being taught taught there. But the Aikido instructor is very level headed. He, he, when he talks, he goes, "Well, this is what it looks like in Aikido, but that's not how people punch you." And go, "This is what." Yeah. This is how you're going to learn this technique, but people don't attack you that way. People attack you this yeah, way. Yeah. So we'll we'll experiment with it, and then we'll 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 try real. And I said, and that's why I don't mind mind him being here. It's like as as long as you're realistic in in what you are learning, which is I'm not sure if you've heard in, or read the, my rhetoric on on the on the on the uh, on the forum when people are are basically like, oh, this is what you want, boom, 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 boom. And I'm just like. Hey, uh, if this is what he wants to, if this is what the person wants to do, as long as he's realistic, like I understand yeah. what I'm doing, I'm doing it for the fun of it, I'm doing it for the culture of it, then sure, yeah. not not a problem. Yeah, and, and I like I, I I kind of recognize that because um, when I was doing the taekwondo and the uh, and the hat keto, I at the time it was like because I, I also sort of stopped training with uh, a guy called Lawrence Lee. And he was doing like a, a mix, mix and match of, of martial arts, but he trained a lot of boxers. So he, he actually was uh, did a bit of 
training for Costa Zoo, but I, I'm kind of not sure if that's such a, a big claim to fame because when he started training, Costa started losing. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I did like I, I did a bit of uh, sort of boxing, boxing sparring with prior to starting with Taekwondo, and when when I did that, because Lawrence Lee was he was like he was like the the legitimate white-haired Asian, came from China, had, like, you know, reckons he'd done Shaolin, reckons he'd done Wing Chun, reckons he'd done, you know, the full full gamut of, um, of things, and then he built his own system, and, you know, it was like, have I found my Mr. Miyagi, you know? Like, he's going to train me personally, and blah, blah, blah. And um, so I... I there's a whole a whole other thing that I could unpack there, which was, uh, I think the guy was sending money to a Nigerian scam, to be honest. But okay, um, he just yeah, he was just he's just always on the on the internet, and mm. he was always um, asking for extra extra dollars and you know that kind of thing. It's just it was weird, and me and a, me and another of his students were like, we gotta we gotta get him, we gotta stop him doing this because he's just sending money overseas and not getting anything back. Mm. Anyway, I, as I said, I could go down that down that trip. Um, but when I started Taekwondo and, and, and have keto, I was sort of like, um, I was kind of like I wanted to learn an art, you know, rather than learn to fight because at the time I thought, yeah, I can fight. You know, I've worked at Australia's Most Violent Pub. I've been in the middle of brawls that people couldn't, like literally could not imagine, like legitimately felt like uh, old school warfare, you know, like two sides, that kind of that kind of thing, and then having to drag people away from getting stomped on and really bad stuff, you know. So I kind of walked with a swagger that I probably like that I know I hadn't earned at that point, you know what I mean? And um, so I was like, oh well, I want to learn a, 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 an art form. And then I started Taekwondo, started Hapkido. I credit Hapkido with um, searching for more because even though the wrist locks are like, you, you sort of go, grab my hand, you know, all, all the jokes we all know about, grab my, no, the other hand, blah, blah, blah. I sort of knew that that, well, I knew that that didn't work unless you've got, you know, your bouncer mate standing next to you and he's able to control something else, like the, the very, you know what I mean? And um, so I was sort of like, I wanted to learn this art. I started learning more about Hapkido, pain compliance, and that element of, of martial arts, which I hadn't, it was always like, yeah, punch, elbow, knee, and kick, you know, like, and if you if you need to, do a headbutt, that kind of thing. And um, so when I started Taekwondo and, and Hapkido, it was like, I felt like I was learning an art, and then I found out it was uh, I was doing the, uh, you know, the Olympic style. Oh, it wasn't it's, yeah. See, when you said yeah. boxing and the Taekwondo, I was like, oh, so you probably got one of the more, you know, Taekwondo no, 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 like, that the, you could the, kickbox with. The, the the boxing was um was a previous guy, so oh. Lawrence Lee. He was a previous. He was he was who I was training with prior to the Taekwondo and the Hapkido, and um and I didn't. I, the other thing I didn't like about the, the Taekwondo and Hapkido was the, the kids, man. The kids got, like, 
they got such an inflated sense of bloody of themselves. The uh, one of the one of the key things that I remember was um, this one like the dude would have blown over in a in a stiff breeze. You know what I mean? And he's literally he was like fourteen years old, black belt, um, and he's telling this like you know taekwondo soccer mum style thing who you know, go and pick up those pads, go on and do it, like, it, it was like, oh my god, how, how disrespectful can you be, and, um, and then, and the, also the Hapkido coach, he used to wear his Taekwondo black belt, I didn't know this at the time, but he used to wear his Taekwondo black belt, and he wasn't a Hapkido black belt when he was training this, but he'd act like he was, and some of the stuff that he used to do really irked me as well because I was like, I could break you. <laughs> like, and not not trying. I mean, not trying to be uh, ego driven, but I mean, I was ego driven, and I could have broken. Like uh, anyway, it, that kind of stuff irked me, which is why I, I delved deeper into uh, into the sort of the pain compliance and that that element. And yeah, and then found, that's how I found Bullshito, which you know. Sent me on another another journey, <laughs> um, which was which has been fun, and uh, yeah, ended up ended up sort of up here training, uh, so moved up from Sydney, um, and training jujitsu uh, MMA um, and Muay Thai, um, which I've, I've paired it right back now to just just jits, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I'm, like I'm going quite. I, I feel like I'm doing really. Uh, well, what what rank are you I'm right progressing. now? At the moment, I'm a four stripe blue. Four stripe blue. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. But I've been so I've been a blue belt since 2013. <laughs> oh, that's the the, um, the 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 thread that we were on. Um, yeah, yeah. I I'm you know you, you apparently I missed the uh, I missed the point and I kept I kept reading it and I'm like I'm not getting the point here. Um, uh, okay. Okay. So, so to give a bit of history there, I I recently um, moved gyms. Uh, so there's there's no animosity or anything like that. It, it was um, it's just a, a number of a number of factors that I just felt felt weren't fitting um, my uh, me as a person. Um, it's going to sound weird because you you probably. <laughs> Know a lot, a lot about my life actually, because I'm pretty free with it on bullshit. But um, you know, a lot of the there, there's some there's a whole range of factors that, that really uh, came into the decision, um, and one of them was that there was I felt like there was a bit of politics, and a few people have left um, due to this uh, to, due to this element. Um, I won't obviously name any names, but um, you know, a lot of people have. Uh, have Felt like they were being held back, and um, I I didn't really care that I was that I felt like that I was being held back because I kind of realised that uh, you know that maybe I had to learn some more techniques or maybe I had to um, do all this, and you know I'm I'm still a bit fat at the moment, and I recognise that, Um, and I I think some of it is that you know you, you. not that um, what's the word? 
not that athletic and not that flexible or whatever the case may be. Um, and, you know, it's like maybe it was a driver, maybe it was a way to sort of say lose weight and you can, you'll get your, well, that was actually explicitly said to you, uh, was, was lose weight and you, you know, it was said actually you're not going to get it unless you're uh, 95 kilos. And I was like, well, fuck that. Like, 95 you know, kilos. I'm at, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and anyway, uh, a, the, that's not the only thing, though. I just want to say, like, I'm, I'm 100%, like, um, there's, there's a whole heap of other factors, including some of the admin stuff that was going on, some of the, uh, some of the, the, the background stuff, but also how people were being treated. And I, I started training with um, uh, with a special forces guy who was doing uh, doing some personal training for me. And his motivation style was just so much different than, than the head coach. Um, like it, it really sort of clicked me into gear and, and got me thinking about things. And I, after about three to four months of, of working with him, I was like, yeah, I've got to. I've got to find somewhere where I where I feel motivated, where I feel uh, wanted, and where I feel like I'm getting my answers. Um, you know, it, like it might just be a, a, a interpersonal thing, but that's that's where I was at with it. So I ended up um, moving to this to this other mob, and as, as I said in that thread, I I spoke to the because there's two black belts there. I, I spoke to the, those guys, I was like, look, brass tacks, um, you know, I want to, I want to find out where I'm at. I want to find out. And, and they're like, man, you're already there. It's, we just could, couldn't give you your belt straight away because it's, you know, it, it, it looks bad. And I was like, no, I'm not, not talking about the, the belt. I'm saying, is there any glitches that I need to make in order to, you know, I've been a four strike blue for probably two years now, a year and a half. You know, and in that time, I've also been, like, regular, like, ultra-regular, like, you know, minimum three times a week and, you know, rolling rolling hours in that plus more, you know, minimum three is where I was at. And I was like, what am I – my previous coach would, was, would say um, – well, you're just, you're just smashing people, so you need to work off your back. And I was like, all right, cool. So I did, and I started working off my back and, um, and you know, working from, from guard, working from my, – my, my half guard's great. Like, not – you know, I'm not saying it's perfect by any stretch, but um, I, I, I really like working half guard. Um, so – that uh, I'd, I'd end up getting, um, I suppose, get, going to my back, getting under side control, getting under mount, getting under any kind of guard, and then just trying to work back from there. And and like once I got on top, my my figure fours are, are pretty fucking good now. Um, and I and I've just been sort of working on there now. I couldn't. With the new guys, they're just saying, and I like their, um, I like the way they were saying it because it's like you're building your own game now at Purple Belt. I was just about to say that. that. Yeah. From the sounds of it, you need to learn to develop yeah. a game 
and then learn how to I mean, for you. Nobody else is game, but, yeah, but for yeah. you. And and I, and I feel I feel like I'm I'm at that point. I feel I, I actually feel like I've been there for about six to six to eight months. You know, I, and and I I really enjoy a whole heap of different things that I'm I'm working with. Um, and you know, what they said is uh, find find a couple of um find a couple of sort of finishes, and then find a whole heap of pathways back to those finishes. And I was like, yeah, sweet, that that's. That sounds like a, a goal. Whereas before, I was being told, just don't smash. You know, don't hog smash. And it's like, well, that's. And then I'd say, okay, well, how do I not get caught in this? Well, just don't get caught in. It. Well, that's not a fucking answer. You know what I mean? So that that yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to put too much. Um, I don't want to put you know any any bad bad sort of blood out there. Uh, but I, I don't. I, I was asking a lot of questions and sort of trying to figure out where I was going or where I was, and I, I wasn't getting sort of quality responses that I could use. And uh, and so I've, I've, at the new place, like, I'm, I'm getting those answers. But I, funnily enough, I'm actually finding them, you know, like um, maybe it was um, sub-messenger talking, uh, who I forget who it was, but someone... Someone just said, you know, maybe they're taking away a post in that same thread. You know, I started talking about one particular technique that I always get, always like I've been getting caught in it repeatedly um, for about <laughs> for about a year. And he's like, oh, maybe you just um, he's taking away something where you um, what, that you were posting on before. I was like, holy shit, that makes sense. Like. And what I was doing, it was literally, I had, I was going from like either guard or uh, from deep half and coming up, coming up and over, and basically getting put into sort of a triangle uh, setup. And so, in order to sort of stop that, I'd, I'd sort of face plant and try and get my get the leg back underneath me so that I could get my arm out. And, what I found out was that he was just holding on to one arm lightly and then I'd go to make the make the move and he'd just then take away the arm. So I didn't feel like there was anything until I went to make the move. Anyway, it just I tried it over the weekend, just gone, uh, sorry, the weekend prior, and uh, yeah, it worked. And, and the guys now, the guy who used to always get that set up on me, he's like, I'm like, I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> and he's like, Damn it, that's my whole game. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no, there's yeah. a there's a lot of fun little things. Uh, like I've I've I've, um, I've let people slap arm bars on me. I said finish it, and they're like trying to finish it. They're trying to finish it. I says okay, guys, everybody watch, watch. All right, everybody do it again. <laughs> Boom, and they go okay. So does everybody understand why he can't do the arm bar? And everybody's like, no, he's doing the arm bar. And I'm like, yeah. So your job, I'll show you one more time. I'm going to, okay, your job for the rest of the class is to figure out what I'm doing to prevent him from armbarring me. And it's yeah. something as simple as just simply taking my other my my other hand and just touching his uh, yeah. his knee so he can't ex he can't extend um, from uh, the guard. Yeah. So I'm just like I'm, I'm I simply have my arm here, so you have no leverage with this leg. Yeah, and you got to yeah, imagine yeah. the armbar from the guards. As soon as, as soon as they slap it on, you just take the other arm and you just put you just pressure it with your with your elbow. It's a very subtle maneuver. 
and then you don't push yeah. it so far, you let the other person waste their energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So subtle, yeah, it's I basically can, subtle so. things like that. Until you can pick up on it, you don't know what what to do. And to, to, to be honest, I used to get out of uh, – um, I used to have people slap arm bars, and I inadvertently did that. And I had to figure out, like, how am I stopping people doing arm bars on me? And it was just <laughs> this one thing. So I'm like, now it's something I have to teach. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So – that, so you you so basically that thread is just you kind of getting it off your chest. You didn't, no answers really needed to be said. Well, well, kind of. I, I think the the main thing was because um, Kultai he said about his coach. And well, I how, how do you pronounce that again? Uh, Kultai. Is that how you pronounce it? Okay. I think so. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, like I'm I'm good friends with him. I stay with him. Um, up on the coast quite a bit, um, and his coach I'm also pretty good friends with as well. So um, we uh, we've actually been working together on his business. So um, I can get a probably get a testimonial for you if you want. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, me uh, I, I, he like he used to say to us, man, like, and he's he's a monster. Man. He's like he, he's absolutely jacked, like. Huge dude. I've known him since he was oh, maybe uh, maybe end of purple belt, but most likely uh, brown belt. And he was just a brown belt for so long. And um, he ended up going to the um, Atos system. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he separated and then um, uh, affiliated with Atos and uh, got his black through them. Um and they're, so they're they're actually they're actually very strong in Australia, uh, like they they're just affiliating with so many people. Oh, we were going to be in that at that school there for a while. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Right. I really I really um, like the yeah. we had a few. I'm trying to remember the black belt Melo, um, was his uh, was his name, but um, we were trying to bring him in and start to become uh, an affiliate because they they were becoming really big and I, I kind of like their teaching style. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, well, uh, like they seem to they seem to be going from strength to strength. He um, he actually runs Coastal Combat, which mm-hmm. is uh, um, so. There's the Sunshine Coast, which is kind of probably about an hour hour and, and a bit north of um, of Brisbane, and um, and so he just started like setting up a, a, a mixed martial arts promotion up there. And it's it's going really well. I, I have I have heap of fun every time I go up there. Um, the, I've, I've been training with those boys. Like when I first um, first started up here, like first moved up here, I ended up going up there quite a bit um, and, uh, and and training with them. So I've got a lot of the a lot of the guys up there that you know some of them have, have belts and that sort of thing. Like as in. Um, uh, Championship belts from various uh, various sort of organisations in, in Australia, and uh, and I you know I started out with a lot of these guys, so it's really cool going up there and you you know you're walking around with someone that's got the um you know got the championship belt from Coastal Combat <laughs> over their shoulder and you know that, that's a lot of fun. I, do, I always go up there with a bit of VIP action happening, which is a lot of um, uh, you know get get good seats get. To get right up front and get to yell and scream and all that kind of thing, but um, yeah, he, he 
so so back to what Kuntai was saying. You know, he got this exactly the same thing, which was you just you, you're just too big. You're muscling everything. You're doing you know you're not you're not doing jujitsu. You're just you're just doing you're just smashing. You know, and um, uh, like I didn't even think of that at all until until Kuntai said something. So it was like, oh yeah, shit, we've got the same thing. So and look, I'm I'm nowhere. I'm not saying I'm any anywhere near as good as as good as his coach is. Uh, his coach is a he's a beast, and um, yeah, I, I doubt he's been. Well, last time I spoke to him, he hasn't been tapped in you know many many years. So and he's like he's um he's like most of the guys that he coaches, they're all gold gold medalists, you know. Gold medalists or or, um, or killers in the cage—it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, um, what I always tell my guys, especially the the I have I have two really athletically strong big guys, is um, remember the your muscle is just icing on the cake. It's not the it's not the cake. Yeah. So you got to learn how to leverage. Huh? Le- leverage. Yes. Yes. And I and and it's like um. You know, these guys are uh, probably your size. Um, probably not your height. How, how tall are you? Yeah, six foot. Six foot. Okay. Never mind. One of them. One of them's your 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 height. The other one's, <laughs> the other one's my height. But he's like, uh, um, I think, hundred fifty, hundred fifteen. I think if yep. I'm converting it correctly. Yep. About about two forty, two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about yeah, yeah about hundred. Ten to one hundred and fifteen. Can't okay. understand you. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. And then I have uh. He he'll be he'll be uh, rolling with the guys, and he's actually one of my higher belts. And they go, he's too big, and and, and he's too strong, and I'm and I'm just like, he hasn't even tried to do any muscle with you yet. And yeah. um. It's it's funny uh that that um you use the exact same terminology that 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 we do, and um I'm kind of like uh. Uh, I'm like, hey, Jamie. And he goes, what? I go, Hulk smash. And he takes the person and just goes, whoom. <laughs> and just goes sailing. I says, I told you he hasn't been using his strength. He's just a big guy. And you have to figure figure a way to get around it. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll Well, that's, that's when, I'm, when I came to this new gym, they've got, um, they've got a couple of, uh, well, they've got one guy that's about, uh, he's, he's probably about four or five inches taller than me. Mm-hmm. And he's he's big as well. Like, he's, He's sort of my size, but um, expanded in the same height. Uh, so big bloke, he's a blue belt, um, and he just like so. I, I feel like I'm at a point where I, I don't I don't get too concerned when I'm on the bike, right? So that I know, like you know, I, I I feel like I can move in the right way that that I'm not going to get subbed, so I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to be too worried, and I don't freak out either. There's, so it's not like I'm. I'm literally just, you know, small movements, breathing right. You know, I don't. I don't need to worry about any of that because I know by the end of this round, I'm going to sweep them and I'm going to get get on top, and then they're going to be hating life as well. And but it's good having these bigger guys because so this this big bloke, uh, his name's Morgan. Um, you know. They just don't want to get. They don't want me to get on top, 
And it's like, ah, oh, this is what people feel like when I'm on top. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, uh, there was, um, so the grading that was just gone, there was a, a young fellow that was at the start of the grading. So I, I don't know how you do your grading, but um, it's just basically like back-to-back rounds for the, for the people that are getting their belts. And, uh, and then the back-to-back rounds going up the ranks. So, you know, as you get more tired, you get, you know, you get the higher people coming down on you harder. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting there. I see this guy at the start of the day. It was, it was freaking great. You see him at the start of the day, and he's, he's dominating. Like, his white belt's just uh, white belt four stripe, dominating a whole heap of, heap of the blue belts because he's putting in mass effort. And then later on in the in the day, you just see him like start losing losing steam, losing steam. And then I, I get one of the coaches come up to me and he's like, "All right, just stay on top and just just keep on top and squash the hell out of me." I'm like, "I can do that." <laughs> so I just <laughs> I have that skill level. I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> and so I got on top of him, and he he was he was already wrecked. I don't know if at, if at that point he knew that he was grading, um, but if he did, then you know, props to him because he kept going. But he, uh, I, I just you know, masterclassed the the top for him, uh, a few knee rides and all that kind of thing. But um, at, at the at the end of it, so uh, on the Saturday I think it was, so we were doing an open mat and he rocked up and he's like, just picks me and he's like, payback. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's a he's a solid boy. He's probably a little bit bigger than me as well. His name that that boy's name's Dan, and he's just like. But again, like I'm like, yeah, sweet ass, that's no worries. Like, go for it, you know. And he he tried to Hulk smash me, but you know, I, I feel again, I feel like I'm at that point where you can you can go for that Hulk smash, but the reality is, is I'm gonna like eventually weather your storm. Because you're going too hard, you're, you're going to make mistakes, and I'm going to take advantage of them. Um, oh, I think I just had a had a purple belt, a brown belt realization there. <laughs> so I'm identifying the mistakes now, and it's a you might you might be on the same. Well, you might be able to tell me otherwise, but purple belt, the brown, you start making people make mistakes. Mm, each school is going to be a little bit different. I normally, uh, I normally say that a brown belt is somebody who can now start communicating their thoughts into a yeah, formula okay. that 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 makes sense. Okay, yeah. that's when okay. all the epiphanies start to happen. You're going, hold it, oh, and and it's just these little things. It's like raise the pinky just to just to do uh, one thing. Like one of the one of the things that I'm number one in my gym is no use of the hands. And everybody's like, what? I said, no use of the hands. You go for a submission, no use of the hands. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense. I said, it makes perfect sense. I said, I'm not really, I'm not, when I do this rear naked choke, I'm not really using my hands. Okay. When I go for the arm bar, I'm hugging this arm. Okay. I'm stronger. I'm stronger through here. Okay. When I'm going for, where where I'm going for the gi, I'm not really using my hands. I'm cupping it. Okay. I'm using, I guess I'm using the fingers, but you guys are like, ah, so basically efficiency of motion. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So that it's just like sense. when 
when you can communicate this and understand why it is, and then um, I think the best analogy that I've ever heard anybody uh, um, put together is like your white belt is uh, is you trying to learn your alphabet. Yep. Okay, and your blue belt is now you have these words, and your yep. purple belt is now you're making these sentences. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. Like and your brown one. belt is now you're telling a story. Yeah. Okay. And your black belt is now you can tell a very intricate poetry story in different ways. <laughs> yeah, okay. Paragraph after paragraph. So one's a short story, one's now a novel. Okay. Yeah, so it's see. like and and you know, I, I try to tell people, I says when I when I enter into a move, there's an assumption of loss already. Okay, I'm going to assume that you already have the solution. And, and honestly, if the move works, I'm surprised. Because I'm already thinking with three, I'm already thinking three different other moves that, okay, when this fails, I'm already, I'm already over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm like, I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. to, that, does that make any that's sense? That's it. Yeah, 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 because um, oh, that, that's great. So, yeah, I, that's, Given a bit of a, um, oh wow, that, so exactly what everything you were saying there, but the, the, the point, the, the detail of that was, um, it was you're going in there thinking it's going to be a loss. Because then, then you're not, you're not necessarily committed to it. Because, like, I think that's where, that's what I've been, uh, every so often I've been trying to say something's, <clears throat> if something's not going on, that's all right. Move to something else. Like, I, I feel like I've, I've pushed the boundaries of, you know, where strength can take you on a lot of a lot of things. So, um, what was an example? An example is would be, um, you know, you've got half guard. They're going for a knee through pass, and you're trying to go it go out the back. So you've got your arm around the, the hip. And they're just sort of smashing you to the floor, and and you're sort of pushing back against them, trying to get out, like wrestler style, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but they they just get you in that position. So if you keep doing that, you're just going to butt heads the whole time. So I've just started sort of sweeping under almost Berenbolo style, and uh, and then going for like you, you know the going under their legs and out the back. Which you don't think someone like my size is going to really pull off, but yeah, that that idea of the loss just all right. If this doesn't work, bounce back the other way. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, well, it's like when when whenever we're gi grappling, um, I usually, especially when I get um, uh, blue belts and purple belts from other schools, uh, not so much the higher purple belts, but maybe a, a newly. Um, that's that's on your side. Um, newly minted uh, purple belt, blue belt. And they still have a degree of tunnel vision. They want to try all these brand new moves. So what inevitably happens is they'll they'll either undo their jacket or try to undo mine, and they'll try to wrap it up. And I'm just like, okay. And then I start moving, and because they've always done this move to to people who aren't experienced with it, and I keep trying to tell people, I said, if, if you grab my gi, I have the hoist Gracie mentality of things. I now know where your grip is. The grip is an illusion of control. Okay, yeah. in actuality, yeah. I'm going to move around this, and I'll even use their legs against uh, against their grip. Yeah. 
Okay, so it starts to umbar and starts tilting them the, the wrong way, and they don't understand, like, weren't you worried that I had your lapel? I go, no, I know where my jacket is. I said, if you're not up yeah. here, I'm not, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I do, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, by all means, go go ahead. I'll even I'll even stay there while you while you do the wrapping. I'm like, tell me when you're done. All right, let let's go. And then as I'm doing it, I'm like, you just undid my my, my jacket. You now have to let go of the jacket. And now I have this nice little choke I'm doing with my jacket because you you did that for me. You've you've done all the work for me. So it's 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 just yeah, one of those and, things. And you and you've also probably um, wore out your grip strength. Yeah, people think I have like super tough um, grip, grip strength. I go, no, look at this. First, yeah, I'll have um, a guy try try to tear away, and they're like, uh, uh. They go, yeah, good grip. They come on over here and watch how how tight this grip is, and they they open my hand. They go, how do you do that? I says, I'm just. It's like Velcro. You just hold on just enough so that you know where you know where it is. The grip doesn't get tight until you want to actually do the technique. Right. So that's what um, I was saying. You're gonna have to try it. So, so I um, like, so so that's just cupping it like that. Yeah, usually it's just, not, just those two fingers, just boom, and everything else is nice and relaxed. And as you if as you try to pull it out, it's just a quick shock. Okay, fine, fine. If I if I need it, I'll catch it. No big deal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Takes I'll a little, takes a lot that. less. And I, you know, I've been doing it forever. I mean, like I said, I started yeah. in, in 1978, so I might have that strength. Yeah, yeah. But I have a mecha- I have a mechanic <laughs> that that trains. His grip is just like he'll he'll hold on for dear life. Like I usually just go, oh, oh your your grip's gonna wear down. Three minutes later, your grip's not wearing down. Okay, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> oh, I'm like now I'm gonna actually have to try to break the grip. I don't want to try to break the grip. I, I usually just let people wear themselves down, but. You, I'm like, give me, oh, give me that thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I um, earlier on, oh, probably about uh, a few months ago now, probably four months ago, I, I was doing. It was just a warm up exercise, and I watched my finger do that. So it went. Oh Jesus! Like yeah, and it was like, eh, eh, my finger's not meant to do that. And I was like, eh, <laughs> I can still, I can still do that. All sweet. Don't worry about it. Anyway, I, I was telling a friend, um, I was like, oh, I watched my finger do this, and he was like, that's going to be screwed tomorrow, man. And I went, okay, eh, I'll, I'll ice it, ibuprofen, all that kind of thing. Anyway, for about six weeks, I could barely close it, and I um, I ended up um, getting one of those those grappling, uh, grappling gloves that do that. Well, that's no good for this finger because it's attached to the weakest finger. It needed to have been to the, to the middle finger. But, um, yeah, I, I ended up, like, even just uh, ended up hitting it on the side of, the, like, lifting up a toilet seat, and it was just, just a bump. Sent me into conniptions. I was like, all right, I've got to go to the docks. And they were like, yeah, you've torn, you've torn all the side of your, your finger. Or, like, it was, it was pretty bad, so... Ended up having to take a few weeks off, um, especially since, like, literally, I literally just bumped it. It was like, like that. And I just was like, Fuck! <laughs> So, ended up going, um, giving it a few weeks off. But yeah, I, it's still, 
still doesn't quite close. Uh-huh. So, but I'll I'll try out that tonight. So, yeah, okay, I'll try that out tonight. That sounds like a, something to concentrate on. Because I, I have done exactly what you were talking about, like, you know, set something up and then felt like, you know, I should keep hold of this. I've got control. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Tunnel, tunnel vision. It's, it's very yeah. typical. Sorry? Tunnel, tun- we call it tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. I do tend to get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... Just knowing it's time to let go of this and start to start to move on. As a matter of fact, you you, I've never met anybody who's who's uh, been in the game in the game for a significant amount of time that hasn't played the game of here's my arm arm bar me so that I can get out of yep. this position. You played that game? I I put myself in that a lot. Like oh, um, so I'll not not that though. No, not like go straight to a, a sub. No, so, but what a minute, you're underneath, you're underneath, and you're like, I don't want to be underneath anymore. Hey, I know what, what to do. I'll give this person my arm. They'll go for the arm bar. I'm going to counter it. Yes, yes, like kind of. I, I haven't given the straight arm, but I'll, I'll often, I'll often sort of let them take the, you know, take that and then do, you know, put, put the cup behind the knee or something like that. I'll definitely often do that because it's like they, especially the the um, lower belts, they, they just want to rip it off. And you're like, yeah, you're going to do some shitty technique, and I'm going to be able to execute some decent, you know, de- decent escape. Yeah, and then that's that's the beginning, the beginner's game. That it's like I I do this, you do that, I'm out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas the advanced guys are going to go, he's baiting the arm. I'm going to go for the for, for the arm. When he comes up, I'm already going to be setting up the triangle. Okay, if he counters a triangle, yeah. I'm already going into the sweep. Yeah. Okay. So I believe yeah. uh, I believe in most worlds they call it the the flower sweep. Yeah. 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 So it's like I'm going for the for, for the triangle. He's not letting me have that triangle. I'm going to come over for the leg. Where I'm just right back on top. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, that's gold. Yeah, and then, so this is what you wanted to speak about today, isn't it? Oh no, I I, I was letting oh. it be organic. I I knew that we were going to get back to that thread, and I just didn't understand yeah. what you were trying to say in in, in the uh, in the thread. Every school, every school is different. Everybody's looking at different things. But I've talked to enough black belts and and been around enough schools that we all are saying relatively the same thing. But a lot of times, certain instructors can't articulate to to certain students like. Um, if you go to, if you come train with me, and I just mean in general, not you specifically. If you come train with me, I tell people, um, don't, don't be so serious coming to my to to my gym because I will verbally abuse you, okay? And it's nothing mm-hmm. personal. It's just we're having fun. Um, so if you're going to take things personally, I'm not I'm I'm not your coach. You you, you need to go find somebody. <laughs> some some days I'm um, I'm on it. I can explain every possible nuance about a submission and some days I'm just super tired I'm just like you know what just just do it you'll figure it out <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I could nuance it but and then I'm, I'm very truthful with, with my guys it says do you realize why I'm not able to communicate this with you and they go no it's because I haven't taught it enough I mean this yeah, is literally a higher uh, moves that I say for a higher level how many people yeah, have reached yeah. this higher level so I haven't had to communicate with with people who are 
more visually inclined, more verbally inclined. Some people who have to to feel the feel the pressure first and then do it this way. So it's like I'll show a move and then they go, okay. So now, how did you do that? And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, how did I do that? Um, <laughs> so yeah, when it comes to especially when the the leg lock game, it's like yeah, you come yeah. here, you go like this. We come, we come here, we do this, and I'm, I'm dating myself way back to about 2015. Um, yeah. And I used to be like Mr. Leglock, but I mean, communicating exactly what I wanted to say to people so that they would understand it was currently out of my grasp. I, I could say, look, you turn here, you put pressure here. I says, you know what, I need to go out and I need to go find some other people. And you know who I found? Dean Lister. And uh, Dean Lister, <laughs> Dean Lister, and I had a match um, about 1997 or 1996. I can't remember. And this is this is a good story about Dean Lister. Um, I, I I go up to him, and uh, I'm going to take his clinic. I just want to hear how he says things because he's he's a leg lock guy. I'm a leg lock guy. I want to see if there's a, some different rhetoric I can I can pick up. So I walk up to him and said, Hey, my name's uh my my name's Mike. Uh, he goes, oh, I know you. I'm like, no, you, you, you don't know me. He goes, no, 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 no. We, we've had a match before, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, it's in San Diego, wasn't it? I go, yeah. And then he goes, he goes you threw me on my back, went through my guard. I remember that. And I'm like, how the hell do you remember this? I'm like, this is just this. Is, yeah, sure. He goes, you're gonna be my uh, my my uh, my training um, partner um, when when I do the clinic because I know you know your stuff. I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> and um, and uh, at, when he left, his manager. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's his manager. Uh, um, he comes up and he goes, yeah, isn't that isn't he ama amazing? He speaks like eight different languages fluently, um, and he has idyllic mind. He can recall everything. And I'm just like, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, he remembers a match. That's awesome. Yeah, I was, I was like, that, that was nearly 20 years ago. How the hell do you remember that? Fucking hell. Yeah, and he, and he just said a few things. I'm just like, yeah, these are things that I do, but I didn't I didn't think about communicating the way you're communicating them. And then yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was the year where, where I, I told everybody, to, you know, you run the gym. I'm going out and see if I can become a better... And basically, I want to see what everybody else is doing. Okay, I'm like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just just taking the time to explain one move. I can take the, take the entire class for you to fully understand one one move. Okay, and that nuance is what a lot of the white belts, blue belts, even purple belts, they 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 need that. They need that. They need that. Look, all you need to do is with this edge right here. This is what's happening, and you're gonna feel, and you're gonna feel it cut. Now, when you, this happens, you're gonna understand this particular leverage. So it's just Basically, all that. How how deep into the into the instruction are you actually going to get? Okay. Some mm. some some people are very impatient. They go, "Can we just learn another another move?" Fine. Here, here, another move. Go, go, go. You go do your thing. When you when you want the nuance, ask for the nuance. And when you're like, "No, I've got this," then you got it. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like. Um, I feel like it goes in cycles as well, where you're sort of like, uh, I mean, things will start blowing your mind left, right, and center because it's a such a minute detail, and it's like, holy shit, that's just changed that whole technique for me. And and then there's other times where it's like, 
I, I want to learn more. I want to learn more variations on this. I want to learn all the different, you know, what's the next step? You know, what's the what's a good sub from this? Right. Um, but yeah. And what I've what I've learned is, is as soon as I enter the class, I already tell tell them we're not doing nuance today, guys. What I'm showing you is how all these moves chain together. Okay, there's going to come a, there's going to come a point where you really have to understand this particular move, and we may address it at a different day or address it near the near the end of class, right before free rolling. But right now, you need to see how all these moves chain together. Uh, my my favorite chain we we call it the the, the Bermuda Triangle, where um, you slap on either the omoplata, the triangle, or the the armbar, and I tell them once you're in, in this, you should be able to keep the keep a person within these three moves. So you slap the armbar on, they start to counter. You you switch up, you try to slap slap the triangle triangle on. You try to close that, you go right back to the armbar. That didn't work. Slap the omoplata as they roll out, slip back over to the armbar. So it's just this chain that you can you know unless the person really really um, is ahead of you, you should be able to hit one of those or understand that they're all together. Now, I'm not going to be here perfecting your triangle and perfecting your omoplata and perfect, perfecting your, your armbar technique, but if, as soon as you understand that they're chained together, then you you perfect those uh, those submissions, then you realize that you can just, just you know, boom, 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 get, keep the other person on their toes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I saw... Um, uh... So that that's a, a great, uh, I suppose, addition. Addition, probably the it, that's probably the key thing. But I was watching one the other day, which was a um, go over for the from guard, go over for the uh, Kimura, mm -hmm. and then as they come in, just grab their arm and go for the armbar. Mm -hmm. So kind of as it as it sets it up. So that, yeah, wonder if that can be can be done the same way, like back and forth. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because um, you know, the Kimura is akin to the to the uh, Omoplata, so you shouldn't absolutely be able to get the um, the uh, armbar in there. Or as I like to say, like when you get when when you get on top, if you if you get that that um, that uh, key grip, okay, whether you want to do the Americana key lock down here, okay, far side armbar where you where you're you're pressing it or getting it here, that this all changes. Chains together. So as a person tries to counter this, you can simply step over and try to get it, get the armbar. All that's all linked. Okay. Once you have the arm, you're just like, okay, well, where do you want to take it? And then you also have the bicep slicer. And then then as you counter, you can come on over and then you do do a triangle. Like I said, it all chains. It's actually the yeah, thing that yeah. we've been doing for the last two weeks, just showing everybody how to, how to chain all the movements together. Yeah, that's it. Have you ever? Um, so I know you've sort of said a couple of times. That, uh, that you're thinking of coming over to Australia. Yeah, I have a former, you, one of my first students ever, he moved out to Australia, and uh, he says, you got to come out, out here, and I, everybody's, I have, uh, you know, you, and uh, a few other people, and I'm like, I, I, that's on my bucket list, I just haven't figured out when I'm going to be able to get out there. Man, do a, do a, um, do a seminar to it, make some money off it as well. That's an idea. The thing is, I don't yeah. have a, I don't, I don't really have a name out there anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. See, it kind of doesn't matter. Like, there's a whole shitload of people that come out that are like, um, I don't know. I I could tee up with a whole heap of people for sure. That that would be would be keen to have you. Hmm. Like, you know, it's like talk, talking about um, 
been in it since 1978. <laughs> 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 you've got your, your, your Sambo, you know, you've had it. You had a 1997 Bout with Dean Lister. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you've got. You, you probably don't need a name as much as you just need a good marketing uh, marketing strategy for it, which is pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah. You've been in it long enough. You've got uh, you, you've got the belt. You you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, I think that was the big joke. You know, you said you were doing the when when I found when I found Bullshito. It was it was still called McDojo.com. Yeah, yeah. And right before they uh, end up getting sued for that, which is why I'm trying to figure out how McDojo life is still out there. I I, I don't know. But um, it, I, God, I forgot the guy's... I know the guy's real name. I, I forgot what his, uh, what his uh, call sign was, but his uh, um, name is Jordan. Do you go by Jordan? I, I can't remember, but he... Uh, uh, this is around the time I was st- I was still professionally fighting, and um, yeah. I was telling everybody I had a professional fight coming up and everything like that, and they're they're they basically saying bullshit, and then I go, why do you guys think I'm bullshit? He says, because because you do kung fu. I'm going, yeah, I do kung fu. What's the big deal? And um, this is when everybody's idea of things it it was it, it either had to be Muay Thai. And BJJ or wrestling, it had to be one of the the, the, the big three. And I was I was obviously trolling. Um, these guys had no idea. Like, yeah, no, it doesn't. Just because I claim kung fu doesn't mean I don't train in this other stuff. And so I get we have this big gigantic meetup in uh, in, in uh, San Diego. Interestingly enough, uh, and um, they all of a sudden t- uh, um, I was getting ready for a fight. Do you know a guy named uh, Shonen Carter? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, supposed yeah. to be having a match. I, I think I, I think I actually met him down here at one stage. Oh, he's a, he's um, a character. Just, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he, I might be talking him ass here, but um, I, I think he he was here for the uh, for the press junket for the Impact FC thing. I, I could be wrong on that. Um, I've been I've been to a few events where I'm like, um, you know, as press, like the credentials from uh, from Bullshito, which has been great. But <laughs> I've been at a few few things where I'm pretty sure. Anyway, like continue on. I'm not I'm not saying I I hung out with him or anything. Just sort of hey, hey, going, you know that kind of thing. Well, he was he. I was getting ready to fight him, and um, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. his his yeah, style right. and my style were going to match up pretty well. Um, and so I was getting, uh, I was getting ready for that and I can't, went down to San Diego and then, um, I guess the, 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 the employees at the uh, UC San Diego or, or I can't remember if it's UC San Diego or San Diego, oh, it's just one of the universities down there. Uh, they go, no, we, we saw what you guys are planning on doing. So there's, there can't be any punching or kicking. And, um, I'm like, okay, so it looks like we're rolling. So, so, uh. How you guys want to do this? You guys want to roll all, all at the same time, or do you want to uh, just go one at a time? And the, the guys look at me and they go, "Is he serious?" And I had two of my students, and he goes, "No, he's 100 percent serious. You know, roll with more more than one people, and it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a thing." Um, and he goes, "Well, no, you don't understand. There's no punching or kicking." I go, "I know. We're going to be rolling." And he goes, "You know how to roll?" I go, "Yes, I know how to roll." What part of me being a professional MMA fighter did you not understand? 
And they, they still didn't believe me. And they go, well, well let's videotape this. I go, no video. Because, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a fighter. I don't want a, a other uh, video out there with me. And they go, no, 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 no. We get to shoot video. I says, I'll tell you what. If I tap you guys, every single one of you, if I, if I tap you guys, no video. So you can take the video, but you have to erase it immediately. And to this day, there's no video of that. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was I was like boom 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 boom, and I'm just like, yeah, you guys you guys are relatively beginners, aren't you? They're like, but you do kung fu. I go, right, but I also fight. It doesn't mean I don't haven't done all this other stuff. I go, that, that's that's where my mixed martial arts came from. My instructor, uh, and this is you got to imagine the mid '80s that that almost no instructor did this. But no, if 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 a boxer came in and says, well, I know how to box, and we, I want. And my CP would be like, okay, let's see, let's see how we do against boxers. Let's see how we do against wrestlers. So yeah, nice. he was he was more like, no, come on in, show you know, show me what you have and we'll see if our techniques work. And if they if something failed, then go yeah, to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah. So I was exposed to that that mentality way back in the day. Let's see. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I, I remember um there's been two instances where I where I stopped um, where I stopped sitting saying that using that argument where, you know in my own head because there was a, a bloke who was fighting on the one of the XFC cards and he came in and he was like Wing Chun all over his all over his back and you know like they had the banner up Wing Chun Wing Chun and I was like this guy is going to get hammered and not he. They'd obviously been trained, like, they obviously had a, a legit training, training style because he, he cleaned up. And um, and the other one was a Taekwondo bloke, and he walked in. He looked like the preppiest dude you've ever seen. Like, he couldn't be more white. He had no tattoos. He had, like, the, you know, the, the, the preppy, the, the prep boy haircut. I, I was just like, oh, man. And this other bloke walks in, and he's got, you know, he's, all tattooed all over. He's got muscles coming out of everywhere, and it's like um, the the preppy guy is Taekwondo, and you know this guy's uh, Southside or whatever. It, actually, I won't say Southside. It could have been another one. So that's a, a gym here, and they're actually really good. Um, but it's like such and such uh, MMA, and it was like this is going to be fun. And this guy, um, look. He he pulled an axe kick. I've I've not seen many axe kicks in uh, you know particularly in MMA come off. And he pulled an axe kick. Now you know it was it, it did take this guy down. And um, it's a, it's the one time though that I've that I've seen an MMA fighter be on top and ask for the ref to stand it up. Huh. Like, the guy on top asked for it. Have you seen that? No, I've never seen that before. I've seen I've seen people <laughs> pull out of the pull out of the guard or just stand up and go like this. But is that what yeah. you're talking about? No, no, no. Literally, like he, he's just on top and he's just holding him down and he's looking up at the ref, going, "Can you stand this up?" I, I have no idea what to do here. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying that, man, like you know, there was two firsts for me in that cage. And one of them was uh, one of them was asking the ref to stand him up when he was in in mount, 
and uh, and, and the second was uh, was an axe kick that dropped the boot. So I was, I was from there. I was like, right, <coughs> not going to uh, cast dispersions until I see the until I see the end result. No, I, I had uh, I had this one fighter. Um, he was a Division One wrestler. Okay, and so. I'm going to go, I, I, um, I went in there, we trained, and I just said, my guy's going to take the guy down, boom, just beat the crap out of him. Nope. He went in there, and, and, and apparently when he was 13, 14 years old, he took Taekwondo. And he went in there through back fists, axe kicks, just <laughs> tore the guy up. And I'm just sitting there doing this. And... The person uh, co was cornering with me. Goes, why aren't you saying anything? I said, I, he's fine, <laughs> he's, 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 and he's just he's totaling the guy. And um, so I go back in between the rounds. And I said, so um, you had your own plan there, huh? And he goes, yeah. Are you ever planning on taking this guy down? I go. And he goes, no. I says, yeah. I think he was prepping for you to be a uh, wrestler and to take him down. Yeah, that's why we changed we changed the plan. <laughs> You do you. Just, 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 just for three rounds, just killed the guy. The guy, the guy had no answer for him. Like I, he didn't. He was not expecting these spin kicks. I wasn't yeah. expecting the spin kick. What are you? What are you gonna do? So if you've never pre prepared, and uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, sorry. I thought somebody was trying to get a hold of me. Um. But yeah, sometimes you. Hasn't been recording. Um, as far as I know, it's still recording. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, it's still we're one hour and twenty three minutes in. That's pretty good. Yeah, we got multiple windows in. Anyway, yeah, no, I've I've seen a lot of uh, crazy stuff like the uh, you know people uh, being thrown over a la Tank Abbott throwing somebody out of the uh, cage uh, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen um um. Uh, people um, stormed the cage before. I kicked. I kicked the guy out of the ring once. So that was that was fun. Yeah, I was waiting for. I kept kicking him in the leg, kicking him in the leg, kicking him in the leg, and and I just won. This was an exhibition match, and um, the guy the guy pissed me off because he was trying to knock me out, and I the referee is a friend of mine, and I'm like, you better ask this guy if this is how hard he wants to go, and. My friend comes back and goes, yeah, he says, bring it. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And, and, <laughs> and, I'm, and Chuck Liddell is working this guy's corner. So th that oh, was, yeah. this was kind of surreal. And um, I says, I'm not even going to bother punching this guy in the face. And my friend was like, oh, shoot. So I just like, what I was doing is I was just ripping the legs, ripping the legs just over and over <laughs> and over again. When, when I would punch, I just hit him in the forehead a little bit. I says, no, 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 I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to knock you out. And I says, I just want you to move your leg once. Just move your leg once. And I come in with this hard roundhouse kick, and he just jumps back. And so, you know, move his legs. And I come, and I land, and I just do this spinning sidekick, boom, into his chest. Kicked him out of the ring. <laughs> had, him, had my footprint right on his chest. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> piss me off. I'm trying to knock me. This is an exhibition match. Why are you trying to knock me out? Yeah. And, well, talk, talking about um, crazy shits in the, in the cage... I was at uh, at an XFC once. It's probably one of the like most hectic XFCs I've ever been at. So a 
a dude. I won't name any names. Um, they'd know who they are. Um, and it was like, so my, one dude was he was doing a down, downward elbow, and um, and so he got he got called on it, got the point taken off. It was like, you know, don't do that dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's not. Uh, I don't particularly agree with the with, with the rule, but you know, it's it there. It is, follow it. <laughs> And um, anyway, he sort of kind of did it again. It wasn't really, it was, a, it was an odd one because he was on this weird angle. And um, anyway, sort of out the corner of my eye, I see the, the guy who's getting the elbows coach. And he's just like, like at the cage like this. And I was like, it's like at the cage door. And I'm like, something's going on here. Like, he's pissed. And so, uh, fight gets called. The gate opens up, and he's like, like almost like a pit bull, like you know, look, I'm going at it. Mm -hmm. He goes flying, flying into the cage, grabs this young fella, and I mean, the, the guy would have been young, like the the kid who was fighting, he would have been young as this guy's like a very well known, um, you know, high level uh, coach. And he's gone flying in, like got this kid up against the up against the cage, like just going off at him. Which then sparks the biggest riot, like pretty much the whole of this venue just sparks and just ignites. And it was like, I think they um since then I've never I've never seen anything like it. And I think what they ended up doing was saying, "You guys cannot do this." I, I, I'm pretty sure that some of these guys aren't even allowed. Um, back at, like, they're not actually allowed at any XMCs anymore because it was tribal. But it, what was even funnier was that it was so tribal that, like, tribes that weren't even involved started fighting. <laughs> so, like, up the back there was, there was, like, two different schools that had nothing to do with this. But I'm standing there, none of my boys were fighting that night. So I'm standing there with, with, with my uh, school's patch on and I'm like one of six people, like in our thing. So we're not a threat to anyone. But there's this girl, what's her name? Jazz Walker. I'll, like to this day, I will, um, I'll, I'll always think that she's the craziest of them all. Because you know how, you know how you walk around some of these MMA events, and there's a lot of posturing, but people don't really know where you sort of where they're situated in the picture. Yeah, yeah, no. So they're probably. They're probably not going to get involved with a fight, but don't look at them the wrong way because, you know, they've got some friends that possibly could be you and <laughs> all that. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's that kind of element to it. And, um, but I, I'm standing there. I've got I've got uh, one crew on one side. And I, I was actually sitting with a, with, with a friend's. Um, she brought along... Uh, thinking like this is going to be a night, you know, an introduction to mixed martial arts. These poor people are sort of older, and they're they're just in the middle of this, you know, basically just a battlefield. <laughs> and so they've taken off, but I'm standing there like two seats back from the front, with people just crawling over uh, over the seats to get into the floor. But there's this chick, Jazz. She's got a broken arm from the previous. Um, the, the previous uh, fights that a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks prior, mm -hmm. 
and she is at the front of one of the like one of the one of the gyms, arm like this, going, "I'm gonna like, basically, I'm gonna fuck you up." And these two things are like, but nobody wants to pull the trigger because clearly nobody really knows what the skill level of anyone. And I'm standing like it, like literally, you know, one seat away from them, just going, "This could be interesting," because I had no, I had no. No, no worries, no concerns. Like no one's going to hit me because I've got nothing to do with either set. So, yeah, fuck, that was funny. But like, you know, people were jumping in the cage. Like there was, you know, people were jumping over the over the thing, flying through the gates. There's there's like fights over there. There's fights over there. There's this stuff going on in front of me. Man, that was uh, that was a wild night. Sounds like it. All right, that was Omega and Battlefields in a conversation about martial arts and random stuff. So, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, check us out on the forums, bullshito.net. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, but those are stupid. So, visit the website. Bye.